the Chargers just strung together their third straight dominant defensive performance, and they have clinched a playoff spot in Week 16. We will get to see the Chargers and Justin Herbert in the playoffs in 2022. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined, as always, by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. On the first day, we get to talk about clinching the playoffs since 2018. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. And we'll get into the nitty-gritty, David, a dominant defensive performance. But it starts with just Justin Herbert and this Chargers team making it to the playoffs after where they came from, all of the injuries that they had to overcome. Brandon Staley getting fired by everyone only a few weeks ago, right? The Chargers have persevered through it all this season. They have officially clinched a playoff berth, and Justin Herbert will get to play under the NFL's brightest lights, which is so exciting. But then we have to get into the Chargers' defense. Again, I know it's a bad Colts offense. You still can't come away from that game not hugely impressed with what the Chargers have been able to do. Seven sacks, three interceptions, just straight up throttling a second-half shutout by the Chargers' defense. Great to see. Then we'll get into the good and the bad of the offense. I mean, this is a positive time to be a Chargers fan. This is a great day to be a Chargers fan, a great night. But there are obviously some things that we have to see worked out. The pedestrian game from Justin Herbert in this one, the the offense just overall really just lacked what you wanted to see, right, when you want to see a dominant performance towards the end of the season, especially against a bad team. But, David, the Chargers did it, right? They got it done. They've pretty much – I mean, it's been ugly all season. I mean, to get a 17-point win is something we should all be happy about. We actually got to relax a little bit after they took that 20-3 to lead late in the fourth quarter. That's something to be very happy about. But the biggest thing, David, is Justin Herbert in his third season will finally get to play in a playoff game. No more that, oh, Justin Herbert's never made it to the playoffs. No more that, oh, Justin Herbert is not a winning quarterback. Both of those things are now gone. They are now myths. Justin Herbert is officially a plus 500 quarterback. Justin Herbert officially will be in the playoffs for the first time in his NFL career. All the adversity that the Chargers have gone through, all the um, just unbelievable amount of injuries. Joey Bosa, Rashawn Slater, Jalen Guyton. I mean, the list, Justin Herbert himself. Uh, Trey Pipkins, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, the list goes on and on and on. And guess what? They didn't flinch. They never yeah. ne- they, they they never quit. They they came together. They did it when it absolutely had to be done in the month of December. They go three and one. And just a few weeks ago, when it felt like this season was dead. Now the Chargers are in the playoffs. They have beat the Colts, their largest uh, victory uh, of the entire season, yeah. 17 points. And thank the Lord, we now get to see Justin Herbert in prime time and watch him play playoff football, as does the rest of the world. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could look at and not be happy about from this game, but it's time sure. to be happy right now. And there's plenty of time to get in and dissect what exactly went wrong, especially for the Chargers offense. But what you want as a Chargers fan is to see Justin Herbert getting to play in the bright lights at the playoffs get to go out there and show why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? And why he is truly one of these special talents 
that you see out there going out there on Sunday, right? I mean, that is what you want to see. He has set every single record pretty much in the NFL over his first three seasons, right? Most completions, most passing yards, most 300-yard games, only quarterback ever to throw 4,000 yards in each of his first three seasons. He's checked everything. He checked all of those boxes, right? He played well enough his first two seasons to make the playoffs. Couldn't get the support around him to do it. Now, there's nothing holding him back right there in the playoffs. He will get to play. Is it going to be a great game when they get there? We'll find out. We'll see what this team does over the last two weeks. But any season you don't make the playoffs with Justin Herbert as your quarterback is a failure. Even this year with all of the injuries, it would still have been considered a failure. So for Joey Bosa to make this playoffs for the second time in his career, Keenan Allen has only made it a handful of times, right? Mike Williams, only his second trip to the playoffs. Like this is such a huge moment, especially for all these young guys and all these guys who have stuck around trying to build something special for the Chargers. So to come from where they were to be literally on life support, right? Percentages in the teens as far as them making the playoffs after back-to-back losses against the 49ers and the Cardinals, having it bounce back and losing or 49ers and the Chiefs winning against the Cardinals and then going back and losing the next week against the Raiders when you have a chance to pretty much throw your hat in the ring for a playoff spot. It's been an up and down season so far this year, but David, to come from where they were to be where they're at right now is hugely a great thing for this organization and to step in the right direction. It is. It's a huge step in the right direction. And I think we need to give some credit to the head man in charge to Brandon Staley. In his second season as the head coach of the Chargers, he brings his team to the playoffs. And, I mean, it was not easy, and I, I, I told you. I mean, this was a roller coaster of a season. I mean, ups and downs and just a, a unbelievable amount of adversity. But this team is battle-tested now. I mean, it just seems like there is nothing they haven't been through, nothing they haven't seen or experienced, and they're peaking at the right time. They're playing their best quality football on defense. They're getting healthier when it all matters. I mean, you want to be as healthy as possible and playing your best football as you possibly can heading into the playoffs and the chargers are doing that right now. I think Brandon Staley has a lot to do with that. The players taking accountability and doing those player led meetings have a lot to do with that, but Hey, the chargers have finally got back to the playoffs. It seems like feels like it's been forever, but the wait is over, man. I'm so super excited to watch the chargers in the playoffs. I mean, this will be the second time the Chargers have made the playoffs since we've been covering the team. That's over seven seasons, right? Like, it's crazy. 2018 was the only season where that 12-4 and four kind of miraculous year where we got to see this team play in the playoffs. Brandon Staley gets it in his second season, and he does deserve his flowers because not only has he gotten the buy-in from his defense, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a defense that is playing at the best we've seen it, and I don't know how long. I mean, this is the best three-game stretch, and we'll talk about how dominant it was. But he's gotten a buy-in from the entire team to keep this team grounded, to keep this team's resolve up when you have the tough losses to the Niners, to the Chiefs, to the Raiders, and to go through what this team has had, to go through the injuries and to keep having these players believe that this can be a playoff squad, that's huge. I, I mean, I'll give Brandon Staley credit for that. I mean, you could say that's kind of cliche, but like Brandon Staley took this injured roster to the playoffs. That's a huge step in even though I know a lot of you know fans wanted Sean Payton a couple weeks ago, right, and he's been lurking around the Chargers for a while, like this is a monumental moment for Brandon Staley and his future with the Chargers, right, and just I think shows you what kind of coach this is. Like the Chargers, want, you know, everyone wanted to fire Brandon Staley. I think he has shown over the last three weeks exactly why he was hired. 
Absolutely. And the contributions that he's gotten and had to have had to get from guys that weren't he wasn't expecting or, or they weren't expecting to have as much of an impact on this team as you know, as they were before the this, this season started. I think that's the mark of a true coach. I mean, we talked about being able to get more out of your players and be able to see tangible development. I think there are several different examples that you can point to and say that guy has gotten much, much better under Brandon Staley. Michael Davis being one of the biggest shining examples of that. He has really blossomed. Kyle Van Noy playing some of his best football. I mean, definitely that I've ever seen, especially uh, lately. I mean, several guys, Braden Fehoko. I mean, just so many different contributions from guys that you weren't expecting to make the impact. They were forced into action and Brandon Staley got their best. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, cause even in this game, we'll talk about that Derwin James hit. I know everyone's talking about that or was talking about that during the game and we'll get into that, but basically, you know, most of three games where you're putting up these defensive performances without your biggest leader easily. Right. And one of your top two defensive players in Derwin James, I mean, it's been, Super, super impressive. And they got contributions across the board in this one. They absolutely throttled the Indianapolis Colts in the second half. And now for the third week in a row, David, Justin Herbert's the quarterback. But we get done with this game thinking about the Chargers defense. Because if the Chargers defense can play like this, everything's on the table, right? And we'll see what they do over these next two weeks. But we have to talk about that. The turnovers, the Derwin James hit, the sacks that they had in this game, Morgan Fox with two, a bunch of guys contributing. And we're going to get into all the best parts of the Chargers defense in their third straight dominant performance coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about an app that I've absolutely been loving lately. And it is the Ultimate NFL GM app. The Ultimate Football GM is the best app that's out there right now, guys. I'm not a big fan phone game guy but i have been putting way too much time into the ultimate football gm if you've ever dreamed about becoming an nfl gm and managing your own franchise you have to get the ultimate football gm because you are in charge of hiring the right coaches and coordinators trading players making draft picks and navigating your franchise through free agency the draft and all the ups and downs that come with an nfl season i mean there will be some things that happen to you and you're like yes I've seen the Chargers go through this exact thing. So if you want to prove that you're a better man, general manager than someone like Tom Telesco, you can do it on the Ultimate Football GM app. You can do everything you want to. It's the most challenging and realistic football sim that I've ever played. Lockdown Chargers listeners right now get a 100% free boost to their franchise with the promo code Locked On. All caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you guys check it out today. To download the app, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Well, David, now we get to talk about the Chargers defense. I mean, this team lives and breathes with, you know, Justin Herbert, and we'll go as far as Justin Herbert can take them. But one of the great things about the last three games, even if Justin Herbert hasn't played fantastically, even if he hasn't been heroic, which, you know, up until this game, I think he's had some good games, right, that maybe the box score doesn't really show it over the last few. Justin Herbert was okay in this game, right, missing throws, but had a lot working against him offensively as well. The defense was the star of the show here, David. And I mean, now over the last three games, this Chargers defense has given up 11 points per game on average. In this game, they come out, the bold prediction comes through. Of course, they couldn't come through on my offensive bold prediction, which was just too bold, right? A third quarter touchdown could never happen. But (laughs) defensively, the Chargers came through, got the second half shutout. I mean, they absolutely tortured Nick Foles in this game. That was outstanding to see from this team. I mean, this team might have found its identity and it's on the defensive side of the ball lately. 
Yes, they have. I mean, three points. I mean, wow. I mean, what a performance. And I think it's, it goes back to the one of the things that they've done extremely well th- these last three games, and that's getting off the field on third down. It has been great. I mean, just unbelievable. The Raiders game, actually, I mean, back, going back to back, the, the last three or four, I mean, getting off the field on third down, I mean, 3 of 11, 3 of 11, 0 for 10 in this game, Daniel, just yeah. absolutely dominant. They could not get, they could not continue drives to save their life. They got just, they got their butt whooped. I mean, that's yeah. really what, what happened. The Chargers dominated in every single facet. They had no time to throw the football. They had absolutely no separation. It just seemed like the Chargers were on them. They knew what was happening. They, I mean, when you see those interceptions that happened where it's like, oh, well, he knew he knew exactly where the quarterback was going with that one. That's the when I saw the Asante Samuel Jr. one, that, that's what came to mind. It was like, yeah. hey, they knew exactly what was happening. And they made the play and they called the right defense to be able to to get that ball and give it back to the offense. The defense was just unbelievable in this game. And that's something that as we continue to, to march on towards the playoffs, it's going to be extremely important. I mean, the defense, obviously, we know defense wins championships, but yeah. the defense really shows up in the playoffs when you really, really need it. Yeah, and I mean, that was Brandon Staley's calling card, right? And that's what everyone had trashed him about, you know, which is like, hey, where's the good defense? That's what you were supposed to bring. Like, I get, you know, the offensive frustrations, you're not an offensive guy, whatever. The defense has been so bad, how can you, you know, justify bringing on a defensive coach like that? And then you get three games like this and three very, you know, weird, different, unique situations. You get the pass-happy Miami Dolphins, who you absolutely shut Tua down in that game. You get Derrick Henry coming into town trying to expose your biggest weakness, and you come away in a win, only 14 points allowed in that game. And in this game, when you were easily the better unit, right, when you're going up against a Colts offense that has been bad all year and you go up against – in quarterback like Nick Foles, who hasn't started a game since 2021, that's what it should look like. Yes. But unfortunately, so many times in the past, that's not what it looked like, right? Yeah. It was making things too easy on bad quarterbacks. They took everything away from Nick Foles in this game. I mean, three interceptions. Asante Samuel Jr. one dropping off from his coverage to jump right underneath that route was great. Derwin yes. James had a ridiculous acrobatic catch on the sideline, right? He's Michael amazing. Davis. Got an overthrow for sure, right? He oh, did yeah. leave his man. I mean, he had a man streaking up the, the, the field and probably would have been a touchdown potentially had they seen it earlier. But he came off his man, goes and gets the interception. And that Seems was like he was waiting there forever for that ball to come Sure. Down. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, so much for the big-armed you know, Nick Foles. I mean, there were some ducks floated out there. But yes. it was nice because Michael Davis also, you know, at the end of this game, forces two incompletions, right, and, and yeah. one drive and gets them off the field on fourth down. Like, he has been playing so well. He's he playing with that so kind much of swagger and confidence right now. It's just unbelievable. 100%. He's played great. But it doesn't happen unless you get – the pressure and that's oh, one of the yes. biggest things that was missing especially without joey bosa it took them a long time to figure out how to get pressure without joey bosa we've seen it consistently and in this game the most sacks since 2016 seven sacks in this game from the Chargers defense two from morgan fox and one apiece from a bunch of other guys contributing oh i loved it i mean and and it was really nice to see khalil mack get back in the sack yeah, column too i mean first, first sack for 18, him yep since time, week yeah. 10 i think for 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 uh for Mr. Mack and that's that's been really really nice to see because he's been close he's been really close on a couple of them. Uh, also, I thought Chris Rump really rushed the passer really well in this game. That one where he did that little dip move with his you know that hand move and he kind of swept around the corner that that his bend. 
has always been something that I thought was going to be an asset for him as a pass rusher. He really showcased it in this game uh, to see him get after the quarterback and just seeing it come from so many different places. It wasn't just one player. It wasn't two. It was multiple guys getting after the quarterback, making life hell and really clogging up yeah. that pocket and not giving Nick Foles anywhere to go. He was forced to get put on the ground, and that's what the Chargers defense did to him. He, he really, the Chargers defense really frustrated him, really frustrated the Colts offense altogether. I mean, they were just dominant from beginning to end. He had no answers. I mean, 212 yards of total offense in this game. I mean, it didn't matter if they were throwing the ball or running the ball. The Chargers shut down everything. And they got gashed at times by the Colts run offense, right? But they also had a lot of plays where they gave up one or no yards on first down, right? And put them in really bad situations. They took advantage of the penalties the Colts offense had against them and didn't let them get away with it, right? Tons yeah. of sacks on third downs. I mean, it was just great to see this Chargers defense be able to do all the things that they weren't able to do, you know, what, the first 15 weeks of the season or 13 <laughs> weeks of the season? Seriously. Like, it has been such a turnaround, such a 180 from this group. I do think Morgan Fox is one of the unsung heroes of this team has been yeah. the most, you know, consistent interior pressure guy this season on the inside. And then, you know, also you have someone like Kyle Van Noy. We yes. talked about how well he's been playing as a big tackle for loss early in this game. I was hoping for the pick. I, I wanted my bold prediction to come true, man. Totally. I mean, it would have been nice. I probably would have been the first time both of our defensive bold predictions <laughs> came through. But for him, a sack in three straight games, a big tackle for loss, a nine-yard loss in the beginning of this game, that totally derails a cold drive. Like, Kyle Van Noy is playing so well. And you could have Joey Bosa coming back next week, according to reports. I'm going to hold Hallelujah. my breath. I mean, Ian Rapport already reported. I feel like that same exact thing like two weeks ago that he was going to be a back at practice the next week and it didn't materialize. But the Chargers have other injury concerns now, specifically around Derwin James. And I know a lot yeah. of you guys, if you didn't even get to watch the game, I'm sure you've seen the clip of it where Derwin James got downhill on a short pass and absolutely destroyed Ashton Doolin, right? Lit him yeah. up. One of the most violent collisions I've seen on an NFL field in a long time. It was a brutal hit where Derwin James hit mostly the shoulder, caught a little piece of the head. Both of the guys took a lot of damage in that hit. I mean, Derwin James is probably the wobbliest charger I've seen this year trying to get up. He ends up getting ejected, David. There's been a lot of talk about it. I mean, it was a huge hit. I think the, the violent nature of it definitely played a part, and I think the ejection for sure. What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, watching it in real time, obviously, it's easy to react with emotion. And, you know, and I did, obviously, we were all watching that football game. I thought that he delivered that hit to the shoulder, but that really isn't the point. It, it was the fact that he laid that hit on a defenseless receiver. And I think that's the reason why he got the penalty. And I'm OK with him getting the penalty. I think that was warranted. That's in the rule book. They're trying to protect these players and trying to, you know, you know increase the longevity of these players in the game. Yeah. But I did not agree with the ejection. I thought that ejection was super soft. I mean, hey, obviously, Derwin James ended up you know, being in the concussion protocol and probably shouldn't have reentered that game anyway. Right. But I hated the ejection. I, I just thought that was the wrong call altogether. And, of course, those calls are made by New York. They're not even made by the referees that are actually calling the game. So it's not even in their hands. But I, I absolutely hated that ejection. Yeah, and I get it. I mean, we'll see what the NFL does. He definitely hit the shoulder, but when you launch yourself, when you lead with the crown of the helmet, it's going to be a flag every time. It's a dumb play. I mean, most yeah. guys can't get downhill that fast to create that kind of collision like Derwin yeah. James did. But right. just in general, I mean, it's a dumb play, and he took himself out. He concussed himself, it looked like, on that play. Super wobbly getting up. He did look a little bit more clear when he was yelling and you know walking into the halftime tunnel. Yeah. But 
it was just unnecessary. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, you want to see hard hits in the football game stuff. You want to see exciting plays like that. It's just in this game, I mean, you have to also realize you're one of the Chargers' best players. You're their best sure. defensive leader, right? You're an all-pro yeah. level talent. You have to be out there for your guys. And, and I think just in the heat of the moment, I don't think he necessarily meant to do that much damage or to hit him in that exact spot. You know, I think he thought he was going to try to go shoulder to shoulder there. Yeah. It didn't end up working out that way. And it's a fast game. And it's, we're talking about a game of inches for real, like literally yeah. a game of inches. I hope he doesn't get suspended. I'd be really shocked if we saw him next week against the Rams anyways. I mean, he's in the yeah. concussion protocol. Hopefully he can just get healthy down the backstretch that, you know, because the Chargers are in the playoffs and he's such yeah. an important piece of that. And you feel so much better, especially if you can get him and Joey Bosa back on the field. That's something we've been dreaming about since week three for the Chargers Please. this year. And they're in it. But we do have to talk about the Chargers offense. And we want to talk about the good part of it, too. The Chargers found a way to get separation late in the game. They deserve some credit for that. But there's also a lot we have to talk about. That's not so great. Three points off of three interceptions by the Chargers offense. Only, you know, not being able to capitalize on those turnovers. So we're getting to the ups and downs of the Chargers defense coming up right after this. But I do need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And I'm talking about Price picks. Hopefully, you guys had the more than on the Keenan Allen receptions in this one, well over the five and a half we told you about this morning on the first show we did today. And hopefully, you went with the more than on the Austin Eckler rushing yards. If you did that, you won. Because with prize picks, all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you win. And you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. And what I love about prize picks is just you versus the projections. You go in, you see the good matchups, and you pick and choose the ones you want for your selections, and it's not just football. It's NBA, it's NHL, it's MLB, golf, MMA, college football. Whatever you're looking for, you can find projections to play with from PrizePix, and they're operational in over 30 states and Canada. So make sure you guys download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up today to play your best daily fantasy sports. And first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You put in 100 bucks, they will give you 100 bucks to play with. If you put in 50, you'll get 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Chargers offense, David. I mean, we've had too many conversations about the Chargers offense that just haven't been like, hey, Justin Herbert is fantastic. This offense is great. And I'm so excited that we get to watch it. Unfortunately, it almost never plays out that way for the Chargers. But I want to start with the positive here, right? I don't want to be totally negative about it because there were some good things about this game, right? And there's, you know, a couple, a holding call away from a big play to Donald Parham, right? Justin Herbert gets a touchdown pass if Keenan Allen doesn't go maybe a centimeter out of bounds on that big fake trick play that we saw. And a trick play actually worked. That was great. It was great yes. to see a trick play actually work. And it definitely seemed like it almost got blown up too. But I want to start with the good, David. And the good is that final drive. It took them a couple hacks to get it, but the Chargers finally got separation on one of their last drives. They go 12 plays, 88 yards, get a touchdown to take a 20-3 to lead. And maybe the most encouraging thing about that drive is the Chargers ran the ball on nine out of the 10 plays. No negative rushes on that drive. Six of the runs ended up going for more than five yards. That was huge to see from this team who had really struggled to put bad teams away so far this year. Yes, thank God we can actually breathe a little bit, a little bit easier in the fourth quarter <laughs> for, for like once. four minutes of a game. Yeah, right. I mean, but even then, I'll take it. Okay, I'll yeah. sign me up. Okay, because I mean, the bar is my, very low. My, my doctor has been tired of seeing me because my blood pressure has really <laughs> oh, been God. spiking a lot. You might have this to retire season. from the show. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just kidding, obviously. But um, yes, it, it was wonderful to see that. The, like I said, the largest margin of victory for the Chargers this season. 
17 points and you know it, the the defense was a large part of it but on offense Austin Eckler man I mean what what can you say about this dude he is yeah. just a machine I mean uh, two more touchdowns to add to his list the Chargers also running the football again in the red zone I mean kind of sucks I'd li- like to see Herbie get get a touchdown or two I mean it's been a, a few weeks since he's had a passing touchdown, but Hey, I'll take it. I mean, you know, you're scoring touchdowns, you're scoring points. You're kind of imposing your will down in that red area. And it's been working. I mean, it's been working. And then that's, that's the most important thing. The Chargers red zone offense was a problem. They said, Hey, we're going to run the football more in the red zone. And that's exactly what they've done. And it has worked. So credit where credit is due in that situation. Austin Eckler, man, just so fun to watch him play football. Two more touchdowns to add to already his AFC lead. Uh, he's fantastic. Unbelievable that he's not a pro bowler. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But he is really, really exciting to watch. Yeah, with 16 touchdowns now in the season four, Austin Eckler. I mean, man. 36 since the start of 2021. The just dude ridiculous. is incredibly underrated and, I mean, is one of the heartbeats of this Chargers defense. And he just gets so physical down there in the red zone. Overall, this is the thing about the Chargers red zone. Two out of four is fine. It's whatever. I think they should be yeah. better than that, and they missed opportunities in the red zone. When you yeah. try to run it every time, though, it worked out great twice, and you ran the ball three straight times on a goal-to-go situation and got in the end zone. The one time yeah. you didn't, though, you ran the ball twice, didn't get much out of it, and only let Justin Herbert throw into the end zone on one of the three plays, right? And that's yeah. just not good enough. I don't so like two that. red zone trips where Justin Herbert, I think, threw it into the end zone twice, the two times that they ended up having to settle for field goals. That's just not good enough. Right. And the play calling and the especially the passes that they're calling down there are just not good enough. Justin Herbert should not be ending games with zero touchdowns. But the other part of it is, is they're not scoring from outside of the red zone as well, which is the other reason he doesn't have the touchdowns. Right. They're not being able to score from 20 plus yards out. And I mean, that 20 to 30 yard range when you actually still have space to work with is where a lot of teams are finding those touchdowns. And the Chargers have just not been able to do it. They're still lacking the explosive plays. And now, as you can tell, we're leading into the bad part of the Chargers. Before we get there, though. Got to give a shout out to Keenan Allen. I'm sorry. Got to give a shout out to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was fantastic in this one. He goes for over 100 yards in this game. Money on third and fourth down. It's almost not fair. I mean, to see what he does converting first downs for the Chargers. He's almost uncoverable. It just seems like he reaches that Super Saiyan mode and just says, you're not going to beat me on third down. I'm going to keep these chains moving, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, before we get to the bad, which there is some bad to talk about, shout out to KA13 for just being a beast. I mean, in the two third downs where he didn't convert, one was tipped up by a linebacker. Obviously, you'd like to see some more space there. And most of all, you'd like to see the Chargers not run stick on third and five because they always do it. And every team in the NFL knows it's coming, which is why Justin Herbert had like his eighth tipped interception of the season where it's bouncing off somebody. It's absolutely infuriating. hate it. And the other one where... The ball hit the ground when Justin Herbert found Keenan Allen. It could have been a better throw for sure. Thought he possessed it, though. Honestly, I, I, I didn't get see it. the ball the ground. I mean, if you're going to say, hey, if they're possessing it and it hits the ground, the ball doesn't move, that's a catch. I mean, that's a catch to me. I, yeah. I know. Maybe that's Homer. I don't know. But it, to me, it seemed like a catch. I didn't see that ball ever move. Should have been another first down. Char- should have had another explosive play. Donald Parham, we talked about. Uh, a couple yeah. more first downs where you'll see what happened. Yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert. Obviously, the offensive line still isn't where it needs to be. Four sacks again from this offensive line. One is Herbert kind of sliding behind the line of scrimmage. Hard to hold that against him, but still under constant pressure. Gets yeah. sacked for a forced fumble in this one, which is honestly way more surprising that he hasn't fumbled more oh, considering yeah. how many times he's been hit this year. But the frustrating thing to me was just at the very start of the game, David. I mean, at the very start of the game, you go punt, punt, interception. Your defense gets a great start. They get two interceptions on Nick Foles. 
and you get zero points out of it. I mean, that's just yeah. unacceptable, and we see it every game. And then you also see it again in the third quarter where, again, the Chargers fail to score a touchdown in the third quarter. They get a field goal basically only set up by an Asante Samuel Jr. interception, and they probably go scoreless again in the third quarter. So that's nine points in the last nine third quarters for the Chargers. You're averaging one point per third quarter and still no third down touchdown since week five. It's insane. It's infuriating. It's infuriating <laughs> to watch the Chargers get those turnovers and not make them hurt because that's going to be the difference. One of these games, when you're going up against these you know, really good AFC teams in the playoffs, you get a turnover. You have to capitalize. You have to make that hurt. You got to turn that into a touchdown. You got to yeah. really make them want to not make that mistake, which is going to lead them to make more mistakes. But right. the Chargers have yet to capitalize on it. And then, of course, the what have we what can we even say about the third third quarter ineptitude that we haven't seen or, or said already? The one thing I will say is the penalties are killing them in the third quarter, too. I mean, they had six penalties for 60 yards in this game. And that 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 holding called uh, that was uh, called on. Take back Pickens. to Donna Parham. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, game. that sucked because, I mean, Donald Parham was kind of soft. Wide here, honestly, open. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dudes, I wrap their arms around dude's shoulders all the time. Like he wasn't noticeably gripping any cloth. I mean, it was just didn't really, I didn't think impede the rusher that much either yeah. way. I mean, Trey Pipkins was still pretty good in this game too. I mean, yeah. he's been really, really solid. He looks much healthier now. That's great. You know, Zion Johnson won and lost some battles against DeForest Buckner on Austin Eckler's first touchdown. It's gonna he handled yeah. him and uprooted a dude who's like six, six. 300 pounds off the <laughs> ground sure moved him out of the way right and he lost his fair share too and he's had a tough slate of defensive tackles to go up against yeah Matt filer still hot and cold right and more cold this season obviously than last yeah. year it's just frustrating man i, I mean because i think you want to have a lot of faith well, in you the expect Chargers. so much more you just yeah. expect so much more out of this offense you know it is capable of so much more and you yeah. know that the play calling is not helping and, you know, the the protection is not helping either, but you just expect so much more. You want to see so much more because, you know, it's you know, it's there when it just feels like I mean, there's probably five or six times in this game where Justin Herbert just seems like he has no one open. Like, I'll have yeah. to go watch and, you know, see the, the different angles and see the end zone cam and all 22. But like, yeah, when Justin Herbert's sitting there and then he's trying to roll out and still looking, still looking, still looking. One of the two times he did throw in the end zone, what they run? They ran stick where five guys are just standing there and he has to roll out and ends up being nothing. He tries to, you know, he just basically throws out of the back of the end zone. Like yeah. they're just not getting enough from Joe Lombardi. I mean, the trick play was nice, right? Being able to run in the red zone, push that the right buttons down there. Dime too, just a 100%. dime. Oh yeah. That flea flicker, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a, that was a dime to Keenan Allen just out, you know, right past the ouch. I'm mean, seeking now. It's got a, Gotta stay in bounds there. You gotta stay in bounds. I thought he did. There, I mean, I mean, of course it was, it was probably the Homer in me, but man, it sure <laughs> it looked like he, he walked the tightrope. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, we'll see. You know, the Chargers should have most of their weapons back over these next couple of weeks. Let's see what they can do against the Rams defense that's playing. Okay, you're right. And the Broncos defense that played terribly. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. You know, hopefully they're not all coming around as, you know, the martyr of Nathaniel Hackett falls by the wayside and they get around their interim head coach. Things look really bad over there. That's for sure. Oh, that's a dumpster fire. Oh, my goodness. Hey, at least to be able to get out of the Russell Wilson contract. <laughs> oh, wait, they won't. But today is a day to be happy, Chargers fans. I mean, this was a gigantic win. We saw how easily it could slip away in 2021, David. I mean, that last three-game stretch for the Chargers was really, really bad. The Texans game kind of kicked it off. 
this had a chance to be that Texans game, right? Like yeah. this had a chance to be that ugly game that we all remember and are like, why couldn't you have won that one? There's not going to be any week 18 heroics needed from Justin Herbert. The Chargers are in the playoffs and they'll have some time to figure it out over the last couple of weeks to see if they can be more than just a one and done in the playoffs when they get there. And I think that's going to leave the Chargers buy or sell tomorrow. Are they a one and done team? Can they figure it out? Can they keep building on this defensive performance and potentially get Joey Bosa back? And Rashawn Slater potentially come back now that we know the Chargers are in the playoffs. But, David, Justin Herbert is in the playoffs. Let's Hallelujah. go, baby. That's, it's all you wanted to see, man. You want to see that dude get a chance. You don't want to see him only making it every three or four years like we saw too many times with Philip Rivers down the end of his, you know, the stretch of his career. Yeah. He deserves better. Chargers have at least gotten him into the playoffs this year, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if they get healthier. We see if they start playing better. We'll see if things start to click offensively. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for the Chargers by yourself with the biggest stories and overreactions that we can talk about to make sure you don't miss it. To make sure you don't miss post game shows like this, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and following the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and on all of our social media. You can hit us up on Twitter at Locked On LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer's DMs are always open at Drotalk SD. You can also find us on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen on this playoff bound show today. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the Locked On's take of the day with Peter Bukowski. Definitely worth checking out to keep you up to date with everything. But this is it, David. Chargers are in the playoffs, and we have a couple weeks where we don't have to stress about the Chargers winning or losing. They will make it. Hopefully, they can make what it. What am I going to do? Even bump up into the fifth seed, right? I mean, I'll be at the game, so at least that can't be like the game next week against the Rams. I won't be going to the game that like keeps the Chargers out of the playoffs, right? So hopefully to see you guys all there this weekend. Me and my dad are going to the game. Super excited about that. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with our Chargers by ourselves as we are every week. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.